You're listening to Commissioning Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast Intelligence. Hi, and welcome to Commissioning Conversations. I'm Alice Redman. And I'm Heather Fallon. And we're both researchers and journalists for the Commissioner Index. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to the first podcast of 2021. Whoop, 2021. (laughs) And so although 2020 is a year that a lot of us might want to forget, we also need to remember that some really lovely things have come out of it, and particularly some really lovely television shows have come out of it. So to kick us off for our first podcast of 2021, we're being a bit reflective um what was your favorite green light of the last year Hev? I found this such a hard question it's so difficult to try and even narrow down my favorite green light of last year I was having a look kind of retrospectively at what programs I really enjoyed when they came out this year and I was one of those people that was just such a sucker for normal people I um did my absolute best to try and wean it out over the course of about a week just desperate for some kind of human drama as there was absolutely nothing happening in my own life and way back in February of 2020 Element Pictures also had a second commission from Sally Rooney for conversations with friends and I really am looking forward to that I think that Element did a really fantastic job of capturing Sally Rooney's novel in a really beautiful way with normal people. So I think I'm really excited to see how they tackle a conversation with friends. How about you, Alice? So my favourite commission of 2020 was commissioned and came out this year, and that was Life in a Day 2020 from YouTube. And what was that about? So that it was really interesting. So it's a documentary and basically back in 2011, when things like vlogging and recording your daily life and putting on YouTube were just kind of starting to take off. They did this project called Life in a Day. People would send in footage of their typical day. Everyone did it on a certain day. And then someone edited it all together to make this quite moving film about how everyone's life is different around the globe and things like that. And it followed from 12 12am to 12pm. And then they redid it in 2020 on the 25th of July people around the world were encouraged to film a day in their life and then it was all stitched together and I think it came from Ridley Scott so it had a lot of you know high high direction and production values even though the footage itself was found footage so yeah I thought that was a really really interesting and good way to kind of capture what everyone was doing during a really turbulent time in history. Yeah, I actually really like the sound of that. I might go check that out after this. (laughs) I recommend it. I think we saw in 2020 a lot of really innovative responses to the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's almost a shame that we're still talking about it. But, you know, lockdowns and things are still happening around the world. And I still think it's something that we need to think about and be really proud of how the TV industry kind of tackled all of this. Um, yeah definitely we saw as well lots of like formats that came out of lockdown things like celebrity snoop dogs as well as seeing programs that were just completely adapted to suit coronavirus protocols yeah I think programs that had a particular level of interactivity as well really benefited during lockdown series like Sky Arts' Portrait Artist of the Week, which kind of began as a live-streamed, paint-along version of the channel's flagship series, Portrait Artist of the Year, became so important to people, as the shows like Gardener's World, where people kind of 
sharing their own gardens. And TV really became like this vital way of making people feel connected while everyone was trapped inside. And it started nice little conversations between people. I think it really acted as a really wonderful way to make people feel less lonely in such a horrible time. I know that I kind of gravitated towards more like fact and entertainment shows whereas normally I'm such like a documentaries girl at heart but this year was really the year of kind of happy entertainment shows which I never really saw in my my tv viewing life <laughs> yeah definitely I think I definitely had a bit of the same I watched a lot of I'm a celebrity this year which I never normally do but because there was a group chat which had my mum and my aunties and my grandma in and they were all talking about it all the time I wanted to watch it and be part of the conversation I'm not you know the bit a big I'm a celebrity mm. fan but I did tune in and it really was a change in my viewing habit and I think maybe people will have changes in their viewing habit I mean the Masked Singer has come back at a perfect time yeah definitely similar to um I put in our broadcast shows of 2020 that Bake Off was my show of 2020 and I mean I do I do enjoy Bake Off but I've never watched it as religiously as I did in 2020. Every Tuesday, I was queuing up my food ready so I could sit down and watch Bake Off because and then I could like go on Twitter and see what people were saying on there. I'd be texted by friends like, Laura has dropped another cake. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was like the year of event television, wasn't it? And you had a look at kind of what was commissioned in 2020 versus 2019. And something that I think was really interesting and probably be really almost heartening for people to hear is that things were commissioned in similar volumes at similar times. So nothing actually dramatically changed in the TV industry. Yeah. And while there was a kind of significant drop in certain parts of the year, there was always a pattern of in months where shows were commissioned more, they were again commissioned more. And actually, by December, they had gone back and slightly above the rate that they were in 2019, which hopefully kind of demonstrates that even though times have definitely changed, commissioning is definitely kind of back on track and people now have adapted in such a way that they can get around all the difficulties and all the obstacles that come with social distancing and you know various government lockdowns that come at the spur of the moment almost <laughs> yep Heather is currently trapped in Birmingham I am <laughs> and but you know what I'm still here talking to you thank god for zoom so Alice moving on you spoke to two of our subscribers to find out how their 2020s were yeah, and it was really lovely to hear directly from producers who used the Commissioner Index. And really what I found out was that for both of them, it wasn't all doom and gloom. So firstly, I spoke to Sarah Gibbons from Toy TV and her attitude was so lovely to hear. She had kind of the initial panic, which I think we all felt in March, where shoots were cancelled and, you know, she didn't know what the future was going to hold. But she used that time then to really hunker down and develop a lot of content. And she's managed to turn around some amazing things in 2020. Oh, well, that was really good to hear. That sounds really interesting. Yep. So let's hear from her now. I'd like to ask you firstly, how 2020 has been for you overall as a producer and as a company? What kind of challenges and what were your successes of the year? Oh, my God. OK, 2020 has been... Um, well, surprising. Uh, obviously, we had a lot of work lined up and, you know, kind of middle of March, it all went away and it was tumbleweeds. 
I mean, really tumbleweeds for a long time. And uh, the first couple of weeks were incredibly stressful. I'll be totally honest. And then I just went, you know what? This is a gift. I never get this kind of time. So let's just crack on. And we had a whole slate of things that we were trying to develop in between all the jobs that we were doing, you know? So it was actually really lovely in the end. Um, the team kind of really came together and no matter where we were, kind of in different parts of the world or, you know, different, uh, different cities, we all came together and we just worked our socks off to the point where we actually have our first fiction feature film shooting next spring. Oh, wow. So Congratulations. I'm really delighted. I'm really delighted. Yeah, we've got tons and tons of work on now. So that's absolutely brilliant. But it was really, you kind of had to, I think we had to be really disciplined with ourselves mm. um, to not let the situation mess with our heads. But I also think that from that has come a much more adaptability, flexibility, imagination, problem solving. We've made great relationships with people because everyone's been at home uh, for such a long time. We were able to access people uh, that we hadn't been able to access before. Uh, so actually, even though obviously it's a horrific thing that's happening right now, we have actually managed to spin it as mm. much to our advantage as possible, I think. That's brilliant. That's so lovely to hear as well. How long have you been subscribed to the Permissioner Index? So I think we've kind of been on it for a year and a half, almost coming on two years now wow. at this stage. I have to say it's a brilliant resource. I am recently moved back to the UK from Spain so I was away working away for many years and I moved back uh, about four years ago so I wasn't as in the loop as if I had lived and worked here my whole life so it's been really um it's been really useful so commissioner index and other resources as well you know like packed and screen skills everyone coming together I think they're invaluable resources for producers mm. And um, what were you looking for when you first subscribed to CI? So you mentioned coming back from Spain. Is that kind of the draw, getting to know all the names of TV that you had kind of missed? Even though I was physically living and working in Spain, I would do a lot of work for British productions or American productions. But then invariably, you know, the chess pieces move around quite quickly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so who, who was a commissioner back then, you know, not necessarily commissioner now. So... It's really useful to have up-to-date information. Who is where? What are they looking for? How do they want to get it? Some people uh, play very hard to get. So commissioners, please, please make yourselves easier to get. That would be really nice. But I think we've seen in lockdown, I mean, the British commissioners especially, and the American ones actually, in lockdown, they seem to have been much more open as mm, well. Definitely. Um, and so that's been absolutely brilliant. There really feels like, you know, relationships are forming and it feels, they feel like there's a lot more opportunities now than at the start of the year, which is a crazy thing to say, given the year that it's in. But I think if you, if you kind of make use of the resources at your disposal, you can do, you can do really well now. Yeah, you mentioned have, you've ended up having a really good year, even despite lockdown. How has the Commissioner Index helped with that? Well, it's been really good, actually, because it's, it's really helped us hone in on who to approach for things, who not to approach for things as well. Sometimes, you know, saving your time and energy is just as important as knowing where to put your time and energy. And I think it's been brilliant. And so tell me about what kind of your green lights have been this year. What have you been up to? What have you been making? Okay, so it's really, I have to tread carefully here because there's some things I can say out loud already and some things I can't. So yeah, we have a very lovely 
massive factual project we're working on with some American colleagues for America, which I can't mention at all, which is killing me. So come back to me this time next year and I will tell you because it's incredibly exciting. Can't wait to hear about that. I'm working on a lovely initiative at the moment called the Well HQ, which is all about women's health. Really scientific, really amazing people taking part. Baz Moffat, Emma Ross and Dr. Bella Smith. And obviously our, our film Project M, I feel like it's like my baby at the moment. I'm just like kind of just, I'm waiting for it to kind of pop out and go fully public. But what I can tell you is that it's a very, it's a very dark thriller written by Timothy York. God, it's like a super exciting, grown-up, international, sophisticated thriller. And it's directed by Jeffrey Cowper, who's a an Australian Catalan director who's just amazing and lovely. And we have an amazing cast. So yeah, so we start shooting in March in Spain. Um knock on wood and yeah and so it will be, it will be a, an eight-week shoot and we are thrilled to bits thrilled to bits and um, yeah 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 it's it's brilliant <laughs> yeah that sounds amazing I'm so excited for you come out to set come and see us Oh my God, I would love that. Um, what are you kind of thinking now? I suppose you've got that as a big bulk of your 2021, but what are your goals for 2021? What are you looking What are you looking to do? So we're tiny. So our whole thing right now is growth. And by that, I don't mean just bulk. I mean, really smart people growth. So we are expanding our, our team. Actually, we're expanding it today, which is really exciting. We're hiring new people and we want to continue. We have now a significant scripted slate with a, a wide variety of writers uh, international national male female you know you name it which is brilliant and we have a really really terrific factual slate so what we'd like to do is continue doing both doing them really well and the like just to kind of wrap up i would love to know what your standout and favorite tv program has been of this year so far oh my god do i only get to pick one we can get, pick as many as you like Okay, so, <laughs> oh God, my standout TV programs. Okay, I love anything to do with sports documentaries and food and dance. So I think the Michael Jordan uh, documentary, The Last Dance, for me was the best. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. I loved the new seasons of Street Foods and of Chef's Table, which I also was lucky enough to work on before, different seasons. And I really love the really feel-good British programs that just make me feel warm inside. Bake Off, Gogglebox, Strictly. If I could watch telly 24 hours a day, I would. I genuinely love watching TV. So yeah, and I think there's going to be a whole boom of creativity after this. So I can't wait to see what people produce next. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. Oh, thank you for having me and, and congrats to you guys, uh, your whole team. You've been brilliant and really supportive and we really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. That's so good to hear. Oh, well, it was really nice to hear how Troy TV have used the Commissioner Index throughout 2020 and how they use it to know who to speak to and how to concentrate their time. Uh, finally, we were also asked a question from Gary Collins at Red Rock Entertainment. So Red Rock are a film finance company who wants to be more active in helping production companies that they support find a home for their work and want to know how to best form a relationship with commissioners. That's mm, a really interesting one. And I think a lot of it about using the resources you have at your fingertips, you know, CI has pitch information and contacts for over 400 commissioners. And we kind of are lucky enough to be able to keep growing that number and expanding, you know, 
week on week there's so much information you can arm yourself with you know also their past commissions and things like that as well as what they're looking for and I think my advice would definitely be just reach out to people but also before you reach out arm yourself with as much knowledge as you possibly can get and you'll always be in good stead. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with that. And I think the most frustrating things that commissioners tend to find is when people come to them with pitches or ideas that aren't fully formed or aren't specifically for that channel. They haven't really considered how that might be a great fit with, say, BBC One or how that would be different to Channel 4 or a different commissioner. And I think that that is the kind of biggest frustration and can you know ultimately lead to you not forming a good relationship with that person I think if if nothing else it's a huge compliment to go up and start speaking to someone and say hey I thought this piece of work that you did was really interesting this is how my work could further complement that and I've really thought about how this will fit on your schedule and how this will help both of us if you take this commission so yeah I mean the commissioner index is one I think, very good way of getting all of that knowledge. Definitely. And on that note of people coming up and thinking about how their work could complement your work, we are always open to hearing from our subscribers, having you on the podcast, as well as any commissioners, if you're listening out there and think, I would love to be on the podcast to discuss my commissioning strategy. We would absolutely love to have you. You'd be very welcome. And on that note, Commissioning Conversations is back on a bi-weekly schedule. We hope you're all doing well and we will be back in two weeks time speaking to some of those commissioners. Thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Commissioning Conversations. We'll be releasing new episodes every other week and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube and at broadcastintel.com.